0: The Contenders is a proud member of the Cage Club Podcast Network.
1: For other great shows about movies and pop culture, go visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me.
2: The kingdom is not safe. I'm coming. Me too. I'll drive. I'll bring the snacks! Quick question, is the whole putting out in mortal danger going to be a
0: regular thing? What would I do without you? You'll always have me. Welcome to The Contenders, the show about the movies made by and starring women who refuse to play by the rules. I'm Isla Addington.
1: And I'm Tobin Addington. And uh, we are here today with, is this our first sequel to a movie we've covered?
0: two movies right. covered yes yes we, like, we've we did done oceans sequels. Eight and stuff
1: right 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 and but aliens here, we, <laughs> that's right that's right very early in our in our uh run hmm. uh we're here to talk about frozen 2 the mega hit of 2019 and probably 2020 as well the sequel to the original frozen uh, a movie that i know better than i probably should uh Eyes on, what's your history with the Frozen franchise? I, I'm very
0: comfortable with the <laughs> amount that I know of Frozen. I um, had just moved home to finish my dissertation when the first movie hit. Because I remember hearing Let It Go on the radio thinking, well, one, I can tell that's Idina Menzel because I'm a Rent fan. Yeah, sure. And so I, I understood the voice. But then I was like... Why is that coming out of the radio? Makes no sense. And then we heard it every day for the next four years. Right, Um, right. And you have a child who, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: at least one, who is a really big Frozen fan.
1: Big Frozen fan.
0: And I feel like she and I are kind of the only – well, no. You can cut this out. The only pure fans in the family?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, well, what I'm so curious what you mean by that.
0: I feel like... Pure
1: not being a word you use about yourself very often. So
0: <laughs> True. I feel like um, as, as one does with trends of any kind, uh-huh. there's an ebb and a flow and a hype and a I like it but kind of thing. And uh-huh. I feel like my... Love of the first one is pretty, has been pretty consistent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I also don't live with a young person who watches it every day. So me watching it, let's say once a month with your child, (laughs) I I understand the frequency is still much different than what's in your house. And so I get that there, there could be easily be frozen fatigue. Sure. Um, Sure. But I, I love the first one, and I love being in the car with your children when the soundtrack is on <laughs> and not being allowed to sing. but um, being yeah, no, no. Uh, it pointed out whose favorite song is when and mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it's all it's all really good memories for me. <laughs> well, I, I – uh, we, as we've
1: talked about on the show before, I went to film school with the writer and co-director of both Frozen and Frozen 2. So, so I have the kind of complicated feelings one has when a peer of yours, a friend of yours who you, who you really like has astronomical success <laughs> and you – wins Oscars and directs billion dollar movies and and you feel yourself really truly honestly very happy for them uh mm-hmm. and also um that the, the sting of that too right like it's a it's a two-sided sure. thing and i i've long uh, mostly made peace with that <laughs> over <laughs> over time. Um, uh, so so there's I guess there is some more complication in, in my case. I will note that my daughter right now as a record is wrapped up in the frozen blanket that you sent her for Christmas
0: oh, that I made her for Christmas <laughs> okay, that you
1: made her for. that you made her for it made and <laughs> sent. Uh, for mm-hmm. Christmas, she's she's um, cuddled up in that right now.
0: Made and sent, but didn't wrap because no. it's been a hard season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my my biggest memory of the soundtrack is also in the car with the kids, but it had to do with we moved from New York to Montana when my daughter was one, just almost oh, well, just about to turn one. And she was not used to being in the car very much because we lived in New York. And so she she hated being in the car. And for the 20 minutes it took to drive from our house out to our mom's house, we was going to babysit her. She just screamed the whole way unless either there was a train on the train tracks next to us and we could point that mm. out and she'd be mesmerized by the train or let it go was playing on repeat. <laughs> so, so it was a soothing, a soothing a thing blessing uh, and a curse. Uh, that way. Yeah. Um, So were you excited for Frozen 2 or uh, where where, where were you at that way?
0: Um, I was worried as I kind of always am when something without, sorry, when something that does not have pre-existing next chapters. So like Hunger Games. Right. Was right. a whole thing already before it was a movie, any movies or Harry right. Potter full like, um. So when something that is and or becomes a phenomenon has new material attached to it, like that kind of sequel makes me nervous. Right. Um, right. Also, just anything with a number after it, I don't know. It just uh-huh. makes me feel like <laughs> oh. And I don't know why, because there are certainly – well, here's the difference. Dirty Dancing Havana Nights was not yes, called Dirty okay. Dancing 2. No. Right? It was called Dirty Dancing no. Havana Nights.
1: And Absolutely. For that, That's the name of the film. Right.
0: <laughs> that allows it, for me, the distance to be its own thing and to be delightful uh, in its own uh. way.
1: Uh you frozen. don't come with a lot of baggage to it because it's right. it's distancing itself from the original.
0: Yes. And so okay, I get Frozen it. I get it. 2. I I don't know. It just seems like it's always going to be that second one. <laughs> right,
1: right. It kind of it kind of implies it's going to be just like a Frozen 2 or like a Superman 2 it's like more frozen. More yes.
0: more Superman. And right? and a cash grab.
1: Yeah, right. Right.
0: Um And sometimes I'm there for it. Um, I'm thinking of things that are very fan-pleasing. I'm I'm, um, a proud contributor to the Veronica Mars Kickstarter. Yes, you Um, are. Is that movie, which we should do maybe, um, is that movie an amazing film on its own? Not entirely. um, In part because it was serving the fans. And there's too right. many of us. And okay. We have too many ideas. Okay. So I guess, sorry, long story short, I was excited and skeptical at the same time. I wish there was a uh-huh. word for uh-huh. that. How about right. you? Uh, I was I was
1: cautiously excited, I suppose, mostly because my daughter was so excited to go to it mm. that I sort of I, I caught the bug, um, and and I was yeah. Also, I've had um, quite recently good good experiences with uh, number two movies, particularly Paddington Two, uh, which sure. is in my estimation an absolute masterpiece of a, of a film, maybe the best film of twenty seventeen, uh, and or twenty eighteen whenever it was released here. Um, so I was, uh, yeah, I was uh, cautiously, maybe a little more than cautiously optimistic. I had a feeling given that Jen was behind it, that it was going to be good um, mm-hmm. whether or not it lived up to the original or the songs were as catchy or all that kind of stuff that people, um, you know, and of course, it, of course it is a cash grab. I mean, this is Disney and the right. movie did make more than a billion dollars. And Jeez. she was the first woman to direct a movie that made more than a billion dollars. Um, awesome. And so that on that, all, all those scores, like the the, the, the audience demanded a sequel by all the tickets and merchandise that they bought and a sequel (laughs) is what they got. It's true.
0: Now, did I send you the picture of me at the theater? No. Okay, sorry, I should have. Um, It was gosh, like late matinee, early evening. Okay. (laughs) At the tiny theater in my tiny town, which I bet even if I went to Star Wars right now, it wouldn't be full. Like I've never been in a full auditorium there. Right. Um, we went to this billion dollar movie. There were five other people there.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And I got the um kids' snack pack.
1: Okay. Because
0: it gives you an appropriate amount of popcorn.
1: uh uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Which is
0: like three grown-up handfuls. Right. <laughs> a tiny soda, which is the appropriate amount of soda for me. Right. And um, Welch's uh, fruit snacks. And I, of course, came in with a jar of wine in my purse. So I took a picture of my jar of wine and my kid's snack
1: pack. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) And that's how I enjoyed Frozen (laughs)
2: 2. I love that so much.
0: And I encourage everyone to do the same.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, Libby and I took both kids to the movie and um, uh, I have never seen my daughter sit up so so when she watches live theater she sits forward at the edge of her seat just enraptured and movies usually she's sitting back she gets kind of tired and she'll lay her head on you and it's less it's a little less engaging she was basically sitting on top of the person in front of her through the oh, entire goodness. movie. And partway through, she's a very active viewer and partway through yeah. there's a, there's a shot where you, you they, they, they stumble upon a wrecked, an old wrecked ship. Mm-hmm. And she shouts, she not, not shouts, but she, she's not spoken a word in the movie <laughs> until, until that ship comes up and she turns to her friend who we brought with us. And she turns to her and said, that's their parents' ship. Like <gasps> maybe eight or 10 seconds before it's at all confirmed by the movie. Like, you know, then in the next ten seconds, a line is spoken, but she said it right away as the shot she came up. She gets it. She got it. And then all throughout the theater around us, all these kids started to whisper, oh, "That's a bear ship, oh, That's a bear, and chip. Oh, that's a bear and chip. And then Elsa, whoever says it in the movie, and it was it was confirmed. And I thought, oh, good job, good job. Nice work. So that was that's uh, that. I needed no beverage uh, to, <laughs> to to, to, to get make that it magical. High. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I now that you've brought up a plot point, I do want. get into it so let's do our other segments okay okay Telvin, can i have a bit or two really two bits of history on this film
1: yeah uh so two tiny bits in addition to the things we've talked about first this is the most the the frozen two trailer was the most is the most viewed animated movie trailer of all time and in the top 20 of the most viewed trailers ever um (laughs) which is just sort of fun Um, there's and then the other thing is that uh the Frozen two opened to the highest grossing Thanksgiving weekend ever. Uh, it, it opened to one hundred and twenty three point seven million dollars in five days in the United States alone, um, <sighs> and and that and it beat the the previous record holder was uh, excuse me, the previous record holder was Hunger Games: Catching Fire with one hundred and three million. So by twenty million dollars, <laughs> by the budget of about three independent movies, uh, this movie outgrossed the previous. Record holder for Thanksgiving weekend. So way to go, Jen. Good job, everybody. (laughs) Way to go, Disney. Yeah, it's intense. Here we go. Uh, Aislinn, could you take us through the women involved in major roles in Frozen 2?
0: I would love to. Starting with actors. Kristen Bell, Adina Menzel, Evan Rachel Wood, Martha Plimpton, and Rachel Matthews. Co-director, Jennifer Lee. Writers Jennifer Lee and Kristen Anderson Lopez, original songs by Kristen Anderson Lopez, and casting by Jamie Sparer Roberts. Now, are the, is that the same songwriter as previously?
1: Yes, she and her husband are the writers of those songs. Gotcha. Yep. Cool. And they both get, right. they both get a, a story by credit this time mm. around. In, in addition with the, some other dudes who we don't mention on our show. Uh, don't need n- to. Not that we don't mention those dudes in particular. Everyone it's just,
0: else mentions them. <laughs>
1: it's just dudes. We just don't mention the dudes from that mm-hmm. list. Uh, so anyway, that's why. Um, and and as I understand it, they were integral in the story in the first time around, but did not, you know, the, the, the they went out of their way. The production went out of their the way to give them credit. Be,
0: yeah, didn't, didn't in the negotiation they did right. not get the story exactly
1: by. exactly right gotcha
0: okay you know i'm billion dollars everyone knows but Tobin, could you tell us what is this movie about yeah this
1: is the briefest <laughs> plot rundown i copy and paste from imdb because it's still the holidays and like life is busy so anna elsa Kristoff, olaf and sven leave arendelle to travel to an ancient autumn bound forest of an ancient, of an enchanted <laughs> land. <laughs> they set out to find the origin of Elsa's powers in order to save their kingdom.
0: That is kind of what it's about. Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, broad strokes here.
0: So just real quick, something that hit me in the movie and, and after the movie that relates to your daughter's revelation. Okay, Is that, yes, there were some things I think I knew from reading about it. I knew who Evan Rachel Wood was,
1: uh-huh.
0: so, so I knew that the parents' kind of legacy, of the parents, was going to come back. Um, but then, for about fifteen minutes in the film, I really congratulated myself for figuring out. We should say, like, spoilers all around yeah, here. of course. For yeah. figuring out that the mom was part of the, like, I, I don't know the right word, people, but yeah. First Nations. Type people, right? Um, and that you know that that's and and that the it was the the nobility, the royal family on the Arendelle side that were that had done a bad thing, right. like right. I, I mean, that's just any kind of colonial. It, like yeah, duh, that's what happened. But I was really proud of myself for a few minutes, that, and then it was like the other side of my brain was like, hey. This is a children's movie, like don't get too excited that you figured it out. like yeah. calm down right, and then right. this morning, I was getting my nails done, and they are frozen inspired. um check out Twitter, nice. I suppose I'll post them um for my <laughs> frozen nails and the uh woman doing nails next in the next little um desk over also congratulated herself for figuring. So she's like, well, I figured this out at the beginning, blah, blah, I, And I didn't because it was not (laughs) kind or necessary, Uh though it was true, um, to say, yeah, it was a kid's movie. (laughs) So um, I guess what I'm trying to say here is congratulations to everyone who figured out the plot. (laughs) Yes. Um, You're all smart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll all be smart together.
0: We can all be smart together. So this is a
1: sequel. It is a sequel. We are back again.
0: Oh. <laughs> so when I, I liked it. Yeah. And I'm happy to talk about the things that I liked. Yeah. Um, I didn't love it.
1: No. I did it, not. Either.
0: And the parts that I. And I think that's what it is. Maybe I should say that differently. There are elements of it that I really love. Uh-huh. But okay. there were also elements that I didn't care for, or that I that just didn't do anything for me. So that levels out, that uh-huh. it just sketches out to me as a yeah, I liked it. Yeah. But I'm glad we have this forum to kind of maybe highlight a few of those things that really did that I think are um innovative and yes, perhaps revolutionary yes. and um and helpful and fun
1: yes. I think that's I think that's an excellent idea. I I had a a, a sort of inverse reaction to yours, to the uh, sort of opening of the movie and getting the sense of what the movie was going to be about with our forest folk and our Arendelle folk. And and I but my thought was, oh, God, I hope this doesn't turn out to be like you get a shot early on of the dam that the Arendelle folk built for the forest folk. And you're like. And I thought to myself, "Oh God, is this going to turn to be the, the dam was the greatest thing that ever happened to these people?" And like, yeah. I, I was worried it was going to reinforce, uh, um, you know, colonial uh, uh, perspectives. So I oh, was okay. pleasantly surprised when that maybe not surprised, but I was I was pleased when it was the inverse as the movie went along. Um, uh, so interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and maybe I wasn't as scared of that because one of the headlines I read that and I didn't read the article was about their sort of research into um oh groups interesting. Yeah. that have lived on that land and getting that kind of and I don't and I again apologies I didn't read the whole article so I don't know how in-depth it was but to whatever extent getting the permission of those folks to represent them on screen
1: ah, okay I see
0: um so that maybe that's why I wasn't.
1: Yeah, you, scared
0: that right. it was going to be pro pro colonial. Right, um, I guess
1: we would I would have seen those articles if it had been that. Although we were there opening day, so maybe they had that time. That's to true, be see, and, I,
0: and I absolutely waited because yeah. I was, wasn't ready. Yeah. at the time. Um. Okay, can I just tell you my favorite part? Yeah, let's <laughs> just do that. Let's just talk about favorite parts and issue parts. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I am so excited for several of the things they did with Kristoff.
1: Okay, yes. Like what? Tell, tell me tell me, a couple of those.
0: That he has an entire power ball- ballad, yes. which is meant to be humorous in some ways, right? That's one yeah. of the winks to the parents. This right. is an 80s music video. Right. But it's all about his feelings. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything other people haven't said. Um, but he's, he's allowed to be in his feelings in a way that I don't think we give many characters, but particularly male characters that much time and, and breath mm-hmm. to like wander through insecurity. Right. Right. And that insecurity is part of who he is, but does not overwhelm him. I mean, in the moment it does, but, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not a character flaw. It's just part of his humanity. Yeah. Right. And, um, and so I loved that. And then in the funny one part of it is that I love that Sven, is a backup singer, but like Sven is the same voice.
1: Uh, Yeah. So he
0: recorded several tracks. Right. To be his own backup. Like,
2: (laughs) right. Right.
0: As someone who talks for into my dog all the time, like that, I really love. Um, and then the other, which is a recurring
1: theme with, with Christoph and Sven is that he's always doing his voice talking back and forth. So it makes sense that he's going to be the backup singer. Yeah.
0: Totally makes sense. But I, I think it's, you know, again, true of, me as a dog owner, it's also true. I am fortunate enough to work across the hall from a great duo of a a human and a service dog. And as you walk down the hall, my <laughs> colleague Colin is always talking to or as the dog. Yes, okay. Throughout the day, I love it. So I love it. That really resonated. Um, and then the other piece of that, uh, that I loved and sort of, I don't, I didn't. I didn't tear up, but like I had a, an emotional reaction to was, um, there's a part where there is some sort of, it's not a battle, but some sort of danger, something they're fighting something Mm -hmm. and Sven and Kristoff come barreling through and like pick Anna up, but Uh then say to her, what do you need? Right, right, right. Rather than taking (laughs) her out of the fight entirely or taking over the fight. But, like, coming in and asking her what she needs to be successful, mm-hmm. I thought was just beautiful. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying anything new. Other people have said this. Um, but that, that I, I, I loved that. Um, in contrast, I did not love Olaf.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, um, Can I say one quick thing about the power ballad? Yeah, yeah,
0: please tell me. Tell me what you liked, and then we'll do one that we didn't like.
1: I uh, to echo your feelings about the power ballad. I thought that was. I thought it was one of the things I liked about it was that it. The joke wasn't that he was having feelings. Mm-hmm. Or even what his feelings were. The joke was the way he was expressing them. It's the the the, the mode as opposed to the actual things themselves. And this I think mm-hmm. is true in so much of Jen's work. We we've talked about her twice before this. <laughs> um, uh, with um, uh, what's the the Oprah big Oprah movie? What was the big Oprah movie? Giant Oprah and Reese and Mindy Yeah. yeah. No, I I see it. I don't see the name time, of it. Time something. Time.
0: Wrinkle in Time.
1: Wrinkle in Time. Okay, All right. I was thinking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but that's a different movie. That's uh, different. She takes her stories take emotions very seriously. Take people's emotions and they're sort of working out of how of their feelings, you know, very seriously, more seriously than, than some other movies, I think. And I thought that it was a nice way to uh, a nice way to express that. Also. I really liked, so Sven is my favorite character in Frozen. When mm-hmm. my daughter asks who everybody's favorite character is, and most people aren't allowed to have the same as anybody else's, I kind of landed on Sven, which I, I've, I don't mind. And she's always called Sven, Sven, like S-P-E-N. Yes. Um, so Sven is my favorite character. And I liked <laughs> how much Sven there was in this movie yes. and how present he was without the, them making him a talking animal, except through Kristoff's voice and yet he has his own personality and his own yes. sort of you know he has his own agency in, in, and i i thought that that was um i thought i thought uh span was very well handled in this movie which i was watching for particularly
0: uh, i okay. agree and i love the um they sort of meet their counterparts a little mm. bit mm-hmm. which didn't always work for me because i don't remember the names of the humans and <laughs> what was their purpose other than to get like straight-to-DVD spinoff, but, um, Disney but I love... Thank you very much. Oh, there you go. I love this scene um, with all the reindeer.
1: Yes, yes. And
0: and and Sven kind of joining back up with... I don't know. That was... I really liked that. It's well, her. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk Olaf, then.
0: Oh, Olaf. <laughs> now, again, you know you've watched me watch this movie. I have. To this day, Olaf's one-liners... In Frozen, give me the giggles.
2: Okay, yeah.
0: Like I like to think of myself as a love expert or whatever. He says, just <laughs> randomly. Oh my god. Um. So I I liked the quirky dippy, dopey, Olaf. Right. I felt like they decided between the two films to. Make Olaf the voice of the child audience? Uh huh. In a way, and maybe he, and you, you tell me because you are the scholar of film, maybe he was in the first one and I just didn't get that. But this, I felt like I was being hit over the head. I felt like they had taken Olaf and, like, my dog takes the stuffing out of the dog toys, turned <laughs> it into a puppet to make their points about being young in the world. And it did not work for me. Uh
1: Period. That's interesting. I, I, I had, uh, I thought he was funny. I, I, Olaf has never been my favorite part. Um, right. That's yeah. That's why I'm interested
0: in your opinion.
1: Yeah. And so he didn't bother me anymore in this. I Mm. did love his recap. There's a moment when he recaps Frozen to the forest yes. folk, and goes to the whole movie, all C3PO in Return of the Jedi, and and they're all and, and the, the Arundelians who have been trapped in the forest for a while too are you know the guys tearing up as he hears the oh no you know like he's right. into it with and I thought that was great and beautiful beautifully handled and I did tear up when Olaf died. Um, so hmm. I, so I get, maybe I, I'm, maybe I was softer on Olaf because I didn't have a really strong attachment to him in the previous, I found, I find Olaf to great on me the more I watch Frozen. Right. <laughs> so um, I was pleased, or I guess I wasn't, I wasn't pleased. I, I, I was pleased by the part where he does the recap and the rest of it, I uh, didn't, didn't bother me any more than it, than I expected it to. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I had forgotten about the recap. Thank you. That was, that was pretty adorable.
1: Yeah, I thought that was maybe the best scene in the movie.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Olaf dying,
1: yeah,
0: um, Olaf dies because Elsa dies, right? Right, because it's so, her,
1: because it's his magic, her magic it, that's keeping him frosty. right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and so thinking about Anna's journey, like that was. That was really intense. And then yeah. all the underwater stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: drowning, not that anyone enjoys it, but in particular makes me quite uncomfortable. We we haven't talked about it here, but we know we agree we have a lake versus ocean thing. Yes. Right, you right. and I? We do. Um, and so, yeah, that was, as a grown human, very scary. Yes, what was the reaction in a room full of children and what did you think of the intensity of the s- stakes, I guess?
1: It's interesting because I, my kids don't uh, – so far in movies, with the exception of E.T. leaving at the end of <laughs> E.T., which I did not show my kids. Having I was just going to say,
0: how did E.T. make it into your home?
1: I was out of town and <sighs> Libby showed E.T. to the children and I got a call and they're, you know, you know, very red eyes.
0: And um, super creeped out.
1: <laughs> um, they've never asked to watch it again. Uh, yeah. But um, s- but they – when people – when characters die on screen, mm. they don't really get it. Uh, we were watching the movie – I don't know if it's called Claus or Klaus, the Netflix oh, animated. Oh, on Netflix? Yeah, which, which I thought was a delightful movie. They, we all quite enjoyed it. But there's a moment at the very end oh, – spoiler alert – where a character like – is very clearly being called away to Mm. his death. He's an old man and like sets down the axe he's using and says, I'm coming and like walks into the light and disappears. Mm -hmm. And then other characters are left bereft, can't find their friend and have to come to terms with his death. And they both get turned. I was was choking up Mm -hmm. and my kids look at me and said, what? What's, what happened? (laughs) And I said, oh, he died. (laughs) And they said, what? (laughs) So, I and and in fact we got out of Frozen two and I mentioned how we I, we were talking about the parts that I, were because I, I teared up a couple times in this movie one of them was Olaf died and I mentioned that in the car and one of my kids said Olaf died when did Olaf die <laughs> <laughs> so somehow they've calibrated it just right to where yeah. two two um, fairly active viewing children have no idea that that's what they're actually seeing on screen
0: I mean I I get that in like. Rewatching things as an adult and particularly i'm thinking kids books and kids movies where tragic things happen and i didn't register it before
2: uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. or or i knew it but it wasn't what it was about you know thinking, right let's think the, the first frozen like when the parents died i remember watching it with um our mother and she was like what is this why are we watching this how why is this what everyone loves but cuz right. that's not what it's about it just kind of you can go past it right, i also right. as you know i knew olaf wasn't going to stay dead
1: exactly exactly you know. yeah yeah
0: um what else okay the other thing that i really liked or my okay. other favorite thing yeah yeah the bridge metaphor Oh, uh uh-huh. to give Anna and Elsa both a role in the magic and in the the balance of the world. Yes. Um and, and I think there are things as a result of that that I also liked. I love that Anna becomes the queen and blah, blah blah So it's not that I'm not mentioning everything. I'm saying yeah, yeah, the yeah, metaphor and then what yeah. springs from it. Uh-huh. Because I was feeling going into it. Like what wait, what is what is this going to be for Anna because right. in the last one she had to save like it had to be her to save the day. Right. But if the powers are under control and someone else has the powers, w- what are you doing here? Um, right. so so I thought that was um it felt creative but but also true. Mhm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, it fit really nicely for me. What do you think? Yeah, I,
1: I agree. What did you think of Elsa's transformation? Because it, it, it sort of it ties in with that. And I... My feelings have not fully settled on that. And yet in the moment, I was very moved by it. Because Elsa's transformation is such a key thing to the first movie. What did you think about how they handled it this time around?
0: I thought, oh, it's like that scene. We're doing that scene again. (laughs) And I'm waiting to watch your daughter choreograph it and take her glove off at the right moment. And wear her Um, pantsuit. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I. Again, all the water stuff and the, the water horse and all that, which I associate with that part of it.
1: Yeah. I,
0: I don't want to watch again. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? Like, it's uh-huh. just, there's such struggle, but I think transformation, there's struggle. In, like, so, like, I, again, I I see what they're doing, and I, yeah, I yeah. can appreciate it without wanting to watch it every day. Right. Um. It's a sequel, so I, I had seen... It was a different transformation before, but I didn't. Eh, I don't know. It just didn't. It's not what I'm going to remember, and I I don't know if I'm supposed to.
1: That's interesting because I, I think it is the thing I'm going to remember. The idea that she that um the first transformation, Elsa's transformation in the first Frozen movie, has to do with her as the song says, letting go, letting go of these expectations for her, and this transformation has to do with coming into her own in some mm-hmm. way. That it's that it's um. She's let go, but she hadn't really found she was still trying to be to be everything to everybody. And she has to realize that she just has to be herself for herself and follow that. And I feel like that's I thought that was a cool, you know, like, where do you go after you've done the let it go is, is a real sure. question. And because you've already into done the that, Into the
0: unknown is the answer.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. And you don't, you, you know, you, it doesn't, it's not going to have the same impact, I think, because you've already had let it go. You've already mm-hmm. let it go. So, you know, you, you, now you have to land somewhere and that's right. a more complicated thing. And I'm, I thought this threaded that needle the best that it could. I'm not sure you. I'm not sure one could do a better job than that. If if it is a little bit less satisfying because we've I've had the catharsis of Let It Go in that right. first movie, which which you know still I I I'll watch the, as many times as I've, as I've heard that song. Mm-hmm. I will happily put it on in the car again for the kids. Yeah. I I do not get tired of <laughs> Let It Go uh, in the way that parts of the movie I do. And uh, you know they've not asked for these for these songs in the car.
0: Yes. So let, that was what I wanted to talk about next yeah. because into the unknown is the only song title. I know uh-huh. I could not sing it for you right now. In fact, I could not sing you anything from that movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they are bad songs. I also don't think they are animated kids movie songs oh, as interesting. a huge lie, you know, Broadway musical fan. The yes. Broadway style. I felt like they were theatrical in that way, more mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. There was more like storytelling and I don't know. There was they felt stagey to me.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Um and again I don't remember them. So like yeah. I I will walk around humming. Reindeer are better than people, <laughs> like you know. And also, <laughs> yeah. um, if you asked your daughter right now what my favorite song is, it's the ones the trolls sing oh, in yeah. the original. Yeah. yeah, so cute, so funny. I don't yes. remember yes. any of the songs. the The only
1: one that gets um, that that my daughter does sing, and she. She sings all the time to herself, usually songs of her own <laughs> making. Um, but when she's working on her art, she's singing to herself, playing with her dolls. She's singing to herself when she's chasing after her brother. She sings to herself. She's, yeah. When she's asleep, she sings to herself, often in Spanish. Um, she she sings the the no dialogue um, s- series of notes that calls elsa away oh. um and that's the part she'll sing to herself just those that that's the cycle of notes which is really interesting because i i do th- she's seen the movie twice now i was gonna
0: ask how many times
1: yeah and uh she that's the part when she when i do see her playing frozen that's often the part that she's playing is elsa mm. being called away and having to search for what's calling to her, which is kind of cool. I mean, that, that sense of there being something out again, into the unknown (laughs) of there, of there being something out there, I think does key into something that kids, you know, who are between three and seven are, are maybe beginning to broaden their um, view of the world a little bit and Mm -hmm. realize that, that, you know, the, there is something cool, maybe something cool out there that's calling to them, you know, in some way. And, and so that's the part that that's earwormed for her. Um, But yeah, none of the other songs, I I couldn't tell you any of the, I mean, I, I I remember hearing them, (laughs) right? but I don't remember what they are.
0: Yeah. And I, I didn't, that was the, I think Olaf's all, all this will be normal when I'm older. Yeah. It just bothered me. Cause (laughs) then why, why did you become a child? Like, why did you become something that, cared about time i don't know it yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: boggled the mind it
1: um, brought up more existential questions than maybe the character <laughs> needed to be dealing it's with
0: true. it's yeah. true um other highlights or lowlights for you i thought that the everybody in my
1: party left the theater feeling fairly satisfied by the movie mm-hmm I was surprised that everybody – like there were – there there were, there were m- maybe all three of the people I saw the movie with, four of the people I saw the movie with, thought it was better than the first one no. walking out of the theater. Now, it's not uncommon for children to feel that way. Right.
0: Because um, that's what they just you know. saw.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. When my son and I walked out of the most recent Star Wars movie and he's like, that was great. And I was like <laughs> – Oh, I did not say. I did, just did not give him my opinion. I said, "Yeah, what was your favorite part?" Like we just sort of sure. kept going, you know, because kids like what they just saw, right? Um, and but they're the at adult, a movie, right? And they're at a movie. we got and to go to a movie today. Yeah. that's exactly. that's huge. Exactly. Um, and I I do I cannot quite fathom it fathom it from the adults. And I've heard this more than once from adults who've gone with kids who said, oh, they thought it was better than the first one. And I think maybe it's because they've been so overexposed to the first one that the new one feels fresh. They just needed
0: new content. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Right. Whereas I was like, I enjoyed this movie. And yeah, I did. It did affect me emotionally in some places because I'm a sucker, mm-hmm. but it's not, necess- not because it was, I think the first one was so clean and cohesive as a movie, as a story. Yes. And this felt a little jumbled and a little mishmashed and a little mm-hmm. sort of thrown together and a little cash grabby, as you say, like it, we got, everybody's got to have new outfits cause we have to sell new toys. Right. It's like, Oh, okay. Uh, I get it. I understand that this is the commerce that we live in, in 2019, but it, it didn't. It didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to other people who have seen the movie? Do they – do you get a sense everybody feels the way that we do or are we the outliers here?
0: Oh, that is a great question. I think you're assuming I talk to many more people than I do. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to say was that was exactly – what you just said was exactly what Josh said when he at the end of it as well. That um, the first one was, was tight and clean and mm-hmm. – and you meet the people and then they're, they have a goal together in this because they split everybody up and everyone had their own journey, which I get for the sake of their characters they needed to have. And I enjoyed them having it, but I mm-hmm. think it made the whole thing a much looser weave, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do other people think? I, I work with college students. And they are adults. They're not children. However, I think there is to some extent the, I got to go to a movie that uh-huh. is similar to children. So whatever they've come, whatever they just went to midnight movies for on Monday morning is the best movie.
2: Right, you know what I mean? Right. Yes, so, I do. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: So I'm not, I, 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 don't know if I find them reliable at this point. Um, and I don't talk to that many people with kids, because I right. hate kids. No
1: I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What the, are what? Did you have a sense of well? What no, other only people the, think?
1: As I look on um, Metacritic, mm-hmm. which rounds up aggregates critic scores of movies, uh, out of a hundred, it has a sixty-four, mm. which feels. Uh, maybe a little high, like uh, this feels like a gentleman, 64, maybe, um, <laughs> um, or a gentle lady, 64, a gentle person's 64. And, um, I am pleased to see that things like little women have a 91,
0: right.
1: uh, you know, so, so that, that, that feels maybe about where the consensus is, which is that, yeah, this is a good movie. Uh, it's not great. It's not better than the first one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I need to watch it a bunch more times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, have you to. will, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I feel like that's a. I feel like that's, uh, yeah. I guess that. I guess i f- I was surprised by talking to so many anecdotally mm-hmm. to um, people who are not film critics or in the film business who have kids, especially who feel like this is better than the first one. Because huh. I don't get that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a psychological thing, not a <laughs> quality
1: thing. Yeah. it's What's that thing where the, you've been kidnapped and you – Stockholm Syndrome? Yes. Is that what that – yeah, something like that. That may be a bad analogy, but – uh, I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I withdraw. I withdraw it then.
0: Okay. Hey, Tobin. Hey, i Do I you draw. want to play a game?
1: I desperately want to play a game.
0: Excellent. Um, do you want to keep this recording and I just bring in the guests? Yeah. Or,
1: okay. I think you should just bring in the guests.
0: Please. <gasps> Hold on. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Gentlemen, are you ready for a game?
2: Yeah, I'm ready for a game. Let's okay. do this.
0: This game is called Into the Unknown.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fitting title. Thank okay. you.
0: Okay. So I will ask you a series of questions <laughs> with uh, multiple answers. Mm, okay, you okay. give the answer that um, you feel is correct. All right. I will tell you there are correct answers.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what you feel is wrong potentially? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Got it. Okay. Okay.
0: So who would you? Who do you think would make the best pen pal? Bell.
2: Or Rapunzel? Well, oh, more red. I would say Belle.
1: Okay. I'm going to say Rapunzel because she's stuck in that tower and she's probably perfected the
2: art of pen palling.
0: That is correct. The answer is Rapunzel. Yeah.
2: I think she's too sheltered. She's not going to have anything interesting to say.
0: <laughs> 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 well, Belle, Belle, Belle people not to talk about to. Quality. <laughs> okay. Who would you take on a road trip with your entire family? Aurora or Jasmine.
2: I mean Aurora doesn't have much of a personality. I mean that's a problem with that whole movie in general is none of the characters have much of a personality. (laughs) Except for the villain, who's totally cool. Uh so I mean, she's not going to offend anybody because she's <laughs> super boring. So, um, Aurora, I guess.
1: Okay, I'm going to say Jasmine because she has a magic carpet. We could get there faster.
0: Oh, that's an excellent point, Tobin. But Josh got that point.
1: All oh, right, yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a great answer. That's you zigged and zagged on that. I didn't know that's where you yeah, were where we going to land when you started. That was impressive.
0: <laughs> Who would be the better science class partner, Pocahontas or Ariel?
2: <laughs>
1: uh, uh i'm gonna say oh god i'm gonna say ariel
0: i'm sorry the answer is pocahontas ariel didn't even know what a fork was
2: yeah that was in dinglehoppers come on <laughs> oh yeah okay
0: all right. all right score is two to one we have two questions left tobin if you lose this question you have lost the yeah. game
1: <laughs> okay match point okay Rooting so,
0: for you so we'll let Town answer first. <laughs> okay. Um, who would you call? I can't read my own writing. Ghostbusters.
2: <laughs> Correct answer.
0: Oh, okay, got it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it says like your head exploded. And that was not what I wrote.
2: Well, you wouldn't be funny.
0: <laughs> who would you call if you had car trouble? Snow White or Tiana?
1: Oh, who would I call if I had car trouble? I'm going to call Snow White because she could get the forest creatures to send to get to get help.
2: She doesn't know what a car is. That's a terrible answer. <laughs> no, it's got to be Tiana.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, the answer is Snow White.
2: How is it Snow White?
0: Because she has seven friends.
2: Oh. Fair point. Okay, <laughs> any
0: of whom could come pick you up.
2: Oh boy.
0: Okay. okay, so
1: we're we're still I'm still in this now. We're tied.
0: Tie game. Woo. Um final question. Who would you pick for your paintball team? <laughs> Merida or Mulan?
1: Oh boy. Mulan animated
2: or Mulan from the upcoming live action Disney release? Well, since the live action is still upcoming, I have to imagine that, you know, we go with the, the data we <laughs> okay. have. Right? I was just
1: asking. OK, <laughs> OK. Oh, All right. Um, I'm going to say, wait, no, wait. Where are we paintballing?
0: On Saturday with the other grown up nerds.
1: But is this in a forested area or an urban setting? You know, one of those, like, building settings. Because if it's forested, I'm going with Merida because she runs around the woods with her bow and arrow. But if it's urban, I'm going to go with Mulan because she has the big final showdown in, in like, the capital city. That
2: seems like such a, a, a an odd place to draw that line. Um,
0: <laughs> just looking for evidence. <laughs> um, I'm
2: going to go with Merida just because uh, she's the archer and therefore the more skilled – uh, ranged uh, tactician, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, now Mulan shoots a lot of arrows in the live action. That's all I'm saying. See, the, see my problems here. I'm, I've got a lot of problems. I got a lot writing on this here. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say I'm also gonna Take say Merida. Head. So we either rise or fall together.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> interesting. Interesting you do choose that. Um, the game remains tied. The answer is obviously Mulan because I wrote the quiz. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured
2: it could have gone that way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I agree yeah. that the archery of Merida is the better choice, but of course, Mulan is always the choice, now and forever. Um <laughs> I
2: loved,
0: You gentlemen love tied that. Thank you so much for coming. It's a draw.
2: Yay. It's a
0: rare nice. tie game.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Well played, sir. Wish. Well played. <laughs> Thanks for the game, Isla. You're welcome. Uh, now's the time in a podcast where we decide if this movie is progressive or regressive. Is this a step forward or a step back for fearless women in front of and behind the camera? Isla, what say you?
0: Here's what's funny. I forgot to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just occurring to me now that I have to answer this question. Um, Here's what. Uh, in the Some of the things you mentioned at the beginning of our program, um, the box office records, the amount of money, all that, I think, with um, so many awesome women behind the camera and behind the microphones, um, I think it has to be a step forward. I don't know that it's a giant step forward, um, Uh but certainly it's not, I don't find it regressive. What do you think?
1: <laughs> I love that's the shallowest of progressives. Uh, I don't find it regressive. Um, yeah, I agree. I feel like the uh, so many of the characters, men and women, in this movie are given um, their moments to shine and are allowed to, to express their feelings and find themselves and to move forward. And the fact that it – there, even if – we've had movies with large, with broader rosters of uh, women in charge that the the women who are in charge in this movie are centrally in charge to the way this movie is, is made, uh, I think is progressive. So I will agree with you as well.
0: Island, what are we going to watch next? Next, we are going to watch the new interpretation of little women coming <sighs> to you on January 28th.
1: Yay. I can't wait. I'm very excited.
0: Now, just to warn everyone, Inevitably, I'm going to talk a lot about Christian Bale Uh, when we do that because the 1995 Little Women was profoundly important in my my life. And it wasn't 95, (laughs) but it was early 90s. But it was um, the Christmas of 94 that was very, I'll tell you, tune in next time and (laughs) you'll hear how important Christian Bale was to me at that time. And and that movie also directed by
1: a woman, Jillian Armstrong, made that movie. A filmmaker that I've I've always admired. So, uh, we 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 could do that one with it too, if you so want I'll to do be a, on a topic joint.
0: When I talk about
1: it, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly.
0: Okay, Tobin, if people I want see. to tell you how much they enjoy listening to me on on the podcast, where can they find you? <laughs>
1: they can find me on Twitter occasionally uh, at Tobin Addington all one word As a, where can people find you
0: it's um, a great question also reluctantly on twitter at sassy nerd mt um, if you enjoy the sound of my voice you could also find me on the short series podcast I did on this very network called why aren't we all there are seven episodes of that um, so please enjoy that yeah please, please do and you can find us on Twitter at contenders underscore pod or on Patreon at thecontenderspod.com. Special thanks to our members who joined at the marquee level or above, Sean Flynn and Jeff Addington.
1: We here at The Contenders are proud members of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can explore all their great shows at cageclub.me, and you can keep tabs on all the Cage Club happenings on Twitter at cageclubpod. As always, thank you so much for listening.
0: I'm Tobin Addington. I'm Isla Addington, and we'll see you next time on The Contenders. All right. What do we do now? <laughs>
1: Uh now is the time oh, we end our game. We say thanks for the game. Thanks for the game, Isla.
0: You're welcome.